Welcome to Life Club. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Jeffrey Deckman. Jeffrey, are you ready to do this? I am. All right, let's go. Jeffrey let's is a go. consultant. He is a speaker, a strategist. He's an award-winning author on conscious leadership mindsets. He's working to accelerate positive transformation of leadership teams. Jeffrey, I'm excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, uh, I'm newly married. Uh, I got married in February to the woman that I, uh, I guess the, uh, the best was saved for last. So, uh, yeah, I'm sick. I just turned 66 on Sunday and, uh, man, I met the woman of my dreams and life is great. So, uh, and I'm a father, I'm a grandfather. I live in Nashville. I moved here in, uh, in January and uh what i do for a living is my uh my real passion is i love to work with small to medium-sized uh entrepreneurs early stage middle stage just really anybody that's either uh looking to to start building their dream or building their dream a bit bigger uh, i've had a lot of experience in that space i bootstrapped two companies the first one got up to four and a half million dollars in seven years and crashed uh, and there I was 30 years old with a wife and a daughter and a son on the way and a new house. And my company went under and I stood there at an auction. They auctioned my car. They auctioned my furniture in my office. And I didn't have personal bankruptcy. But so on the other side of that, I had a decision, you know, get a job. And I was well known in my industry. I could have done that or start a new company. And I just had this uh, or, or this sense that I wasn't done yet. It didn't make any sense to my mind, but in my heart, I, I was just like, I'm, I'm not done yet. And uh, it came down to, uh, I couldn't figure out which which way to go. And uh, I realized, you know, if I got a job, I'll never start another business because I'll look for the security of the family and the college uh, and all that type of stuff. And then, but I thought, you know, if I start a company, if that fails, I can always get the job. It's going to hurt if I, if I lose another one. And I had $17,000 I had tucked away. So I decided to roll the dice and bet on myself again. And it was the best decision I ever made. I I took that company that almost went under about three or four times in the first nine years. But I ended up getting that up and going. We were in the technology space. And I sold it a week before its 21st birthday to my management team. And just last week, I uh, I went back to Rhode Island, which is where I built that. And I went back and I visited all my uh, my uh, my my ex partners, and the company is still doing well. Everybody's doing great, and I I'm really proud that what I did has been in business since 1987. So about just about 34 years, and uh, you know, entrepreneurship matters. Not only does it give me the freedom to determine how I spend my time, but there are a lot of people who uh, started careers there, built careers, bought homes, got married, raised kids, bought cars, all because we created that entity. We created that company and we treated it well. We had a good culture and that company has served scores of people. And uh, and it's uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. So. 17 years ago, I decided to leave that company. I had built it to the degree I thought I could. And uh, I really wanted to go out and start serving other people who were going through my journey and help them to get through it 
easier than I did, maybe a little bit quicker than I did with a lot less stress, anxiety, and uncertainty. So uh, I admire entrepreneurs. I, uh, I, I love their spirit and we don't get nearly enough support. You know, there are those who go out and get five, $25 million to start a company and they're fine. That's just not my space. Uh, so that's what I do. And, and that's why I do it. I, I coach, I consult, I roll up my sleeves and, and help people figure out what's going on in an organization. And I teach what I know. I'm not the type of consultant where I see the issue go away, write a report and give it to you and hope you do well. Uh, that, that is so boring to me. I love to build things and I love to work with people who are exciting, committed folks. So that's what I've been doing for 17 years. And it's the best decision I ever made. I'm so glad I didn't take that job back in 1987. No kidding, right? <laughs> I think that that's awesome. And congratulations on on lots of change, on moving to Nashville, on on getting married, and certainly turning a year older is 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 an accomplishment in and of itself. How do you think about about change and uncertainty today? Do you do you have anxiety and fear still, or have you conquered that? Is that possible? You know, I think anybody who says they've conquered fear, uh, all they've done is they've numbed themselves. Hmm. They've killed off a part of themselves. So I'm not interested in conquering fear. I'm interested in domesticating it and getting it to, to work for me. And, uh, you know, I don't want the, fear is like a big plow horse. You know, I mean, it can just take off and tear up your fields. But if you if you learn how to deal with it, it'll plow your fields. And uh so, no, I still get fear and I get uncertainty and I get, you know, really in uh, in some challenging spaces. But, you know, we were talking a little bit offline and, and I said that, you know, to me, entrepreneurialism is one of the greatest spiritual journeys one can ever take because of the it's a journey of self-awareness, challenge and uh, accomplishment. So uh, what I do is I. Uh, I really focus on helping people to I've, I've got a process I work with, and it's a process that helps people go through transformation and organizations right now, because of all the changes that are happening, we can't just go in and tweak around the edges of our organizations. We we're we're in a post industrial age, command and control, top down leadership models and mindsets and methods just don't work anymore. So for the last 17 years, three of which I was in a think tank, partner in a think tank, I've been looking at what are the new models that we need to employ and deploy so that we can shift from that command and control over to this new way. What is the new way? And what is a new way that will allow you to loosen up without losing accountability? So uh, my process, when, when I look at transformation, there's three things that are required to, to achieve transformation. A new mindset, a new, in other words, you know, a new way of seeing yourself in the world and, and new things that you want to accomplish. Uh, new models, which are uh, new ways of uh, processes you put in place that reflect the mindset and then new methods. And these are things that you do on a day-to-day -day basis that work within the new model and manifest the mindset. Uh, to me, change is not enough today because change to me is, is making adjustments to an existing model. And because we're in this new information age, which is so vastly different than the industrial age, everything is networked. Hardly anything is siloed. Uh, the 
level of consciousness of the worker and of the individual themselves is much higher than it used to be. People don't want to be told what to do without having some input. That really shatters your old leadership uh, mindset and models. So we have to come up with leadership models that focus on communication, collaboration, and facilitation. That's the new mindset of, of uh, of the modern leader. And we need to view our organizations not as org charts. Uh, org charts are, are okay, but that's just like a skin on an organization. Organizations are a tribe of tribes. Human beings are tribes. From the time we've been able to stand upright, we have formed tribes, and those tribes use communication, collaboration, and cooperation in order to evolve and, and look at what, what we've evolved to over you know 50,000 years. So uh, what's happened is the old mechanized, the industrial age way of thinking about organization made everything a machine. If you look at an org chart, it looks like Henry Ford's assembly line and people are in silos, but that's not how people naturally communicate. So the most important thing we have in our industry and in, in our businesses today is not financial capital. It's our human capital. If you human capital, money doesn't make money. People do. Money doesn't lose money. People do. So what I learned is because I've never had enough financial capital to fund what I wanted to do, but I, I always had human capital around me. And I really learned to maximize that because if you if you do a good job with maximizing your human capital and you know what you're doing for a living, the financial capital is going to show up. Financial capital is a lagging indicator of human capital. So all the work that I do is designed to help people to get out of that org chart, top down and command and control, which only gives people, uh, there's only three out of every 10 people in organizations that are engaged in the work. That's a Gallup study every year. It shows the same stats. That's ridiculous. You know, imagine a, a baseball manager that could only get three people out on, on the field, lose every game and he'd get fired. But it's been like that for so long that we accept it. And we think it's good numbers if we can get four to play. Well, uh, those numbers are so low because that model doesn't work. It's an unnatural model. So what I do is I teach people how to view their organizations as tribes, how to understand tribal dynamics, build, turn teams into knowledge networks and have healthy cultures that everybody can come in and work with. And it's not the Google culture of, you know, pinball players and rec rooms necessarily and everybody hugging each other. You know, I mean, this is about a healthy culture that fits within the organization itself and whatever feels right for them. I love it. And I, I think I remember the first time I read about that statistic about how too few, how so few of us are engaged and many are disengaged in our work. And this idea that three out of 10 are, are engaged is, is pretty preposterous and, and, <laughs> and awful. In, a, in an ideal world, we would start a company using these principles that you've been talking about, a mindset, new models and new methods but that's tricky and then it's hard to steer a battleship i can't all of a sudden go into ford motor company and do this easily what what is that sweet spot where where is it when is it you know you can do it at, you can do it at any i've found you can do it at any stage uh the question is how far on this edge of the command and control lockdown scale are you because here you have anarchy and here you have a dictatorship, right? Mm-hmm. And we're looking for that. We're looking for that spot where people are empowered. 
you know, what made this country great is it created a, a culture and a constitution that empowered people. And boom, look, look what happened, right? In 300 years, we, we covered more ground than we did in 50,000 years before. Uh, so that's you take those same principles and you put them into a, into a country and you have to or a company. So what that means is you have to empower people. You have to uh, create leadership structures that support that. But you also have to have accountability. A culture without consequences is chaos. It's absolutely chaos. So, you know, some people are not wanting to have any consequences because of everything's getting so woke in the world. And, you know, everybody needs to go on their same journey, but that journey is going to take you off a cliff. It's not going to help you build your business. So uh, and people want uh, structure and they want rule of of law, so to speak, within their organizations, because you get some bad players and people are having bad days and they create a toxic environment and the good people really want to do uh, good work. So it's up to us to, to make sure that we keep that clean. And I don't see consequences as punishments. I see them as, as lessons and they're lessons that the individual needs to learn so they can keep getting a paycheck. Uh, and we can, you know, they can become a contributing part of our organization. Because one of the other statistics that Gallup shows is even though 70% are not engaged, 70% want to be engaged. Hmm. And when I saw that, I was like, well, so what's the problem? 100% management wants them engaged. 70% of the people want to be engaged. And we only have 30% that are engaged. So that tells me the model is wrong. It's unnatural. <clears throat> and history tells me the model is wrong. So that's what I've done over the last 17 years is really researched, uh, innovated, and uh, <clears throat> have been practicing this new model that I found uh, incredibly effective. In fact, I'm right in the middle of uh, doing a 12-week certification program, and I call it the M3 process for leadership and organizational transformation. And what we do is we take people through 12 weeks and they learn uh, the new leadership mindset. We spend 12 weeks on that and we spend three weeks around new organizational designs and development that you can tweak. You can merge over into them. You don't have to throw everything out because, you know, we have to, th these people have to redesign the plane while it's in flight. So we have to make these these changes within the, the structure they're in. And uh, so it takes some time. It takes commitment. But you you'd be I've been surprised how much progress we can make in two to three months. Literally, uh, I, I work with the companies all the time and, and this process works. In fact, I won the bronze medal uh, of innovator of the year from the International Business Awards around this particular model. So it's gotten third party uh, validation. And plus, I've been in it working and it's it's really amazing. I'm in a couple of companies right now and, and I love seeing it and they love having it happen. The whole organization starts to shift. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that's really exciting. I uh, You said a lot of things that I think are really important. Um, probably the number one is that you've got 70 percent of people who are not engaged, but most of those people want to be engaged. We yeah. want to do good work. We want to feel like we're a part of something and doing something that's important. I don't want to just zone out at my cubicle. Um, and I was curious about how long this process will take because we have finite resources of time, attention, and money. So yeah. two to three months to uh, to have an impact and to move yeah. some of those 70% to from disengaged to engaged, That's that's a worthwhile investment. 
Well, yeah. And you know what happens is people are sitting there and they might be kind of in that Eeyore space. You know, they show up and here we go or grinding. But if you can get the management team to really embrace this thinking, which as long as they're not like total control freaks, uh, you know, because management's exhausted by this, too, because they have to do all the thinking. They have to do all the work. They're wrestling with the people instead of, you know, uh, having the people work with them because they make their decisions. And then they tell the people and the people are like, what now? What am I changing? So I tell people <laughs> if you have to get by. I tell leaders, if you have to get buy in from your team, you brought them into the discussion too late. Like bring people in. If you're going to do something that affects their job, bring them into it and say, hey, look, this is what I'm thinking about. This is why. And engage them in a conversation because they're absolutely going to have things they can contribute. And you will get co-designers and, and, the, and the shift will happen more quickly because otherwise you spend a month planning, you spend a month telling them and you spend a month wrestling with them, trying to get them to do what's in their best interest in your mind and you could collapse that literally at least in half by bringing them in. And then on the other side of it, if they help build it, they're going to look to protect it. So management becomes easier. And it, it amazes me how well this stuff works because it's just natural to us. We want to do good work. We want to be good environments. We want to be competitive. We want to feel successful. Uh, so let's take advantage of that and just build some systems and, and, and models that take advantage of that engine that's sitting there just wanting to, to blow out of the driveway. So that's what I do. And it works. And it's a lot of fun. People like it right off the bat. And then they start cooperating. But the thing is, if you're going to go in that direction, you have to commit. Because if you get them all excited, and then you decide you want to go back to command and control, you will have made things worse because you gave them hope and took it away. And now they're going to resent you. So, but if you want it, you can do it. And uh, it, it takes a while. Some people get on early. Some people get on late. Some people don't get on. So they either move up or you move, you know, they get to work for somebody else. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Jeffrey, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they engage? How can they take advantage of, of, of this process? Well, I've got a ton of information on my website. I like to, uh, I've, I've done a lot of blogs, a lot of articles, white papers. I have a lot of videos uh, on a YouTube channel you can access from my website, which is at jeffreydeckman.com. And you can email me, jeffrey at jeffreydeckman.com. And that's J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. Uh, I like to teach as much as I can. So I've written a lot. And if you want to go in and really get a sense for what this model looks like and this new way of thinking, there's a lot of information on my website. It's all free. Just go in and take it. And if you want to know more about this class, I'll be doing another one probably starting at the end of February. Uh, we keep it limited, eight to 10 people, because I, I want to tutor as I go through. But it's, uh, it's really powerful. It'll, it'll take years off your transformation journey. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Jeffrey your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to jeffreydeckman.com. It's J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, D-E-C-K-M-A-N.com. And check out all the great resources, read some of the blogs and white papers, check out his YouTube channel and shoot him an email at jeffrey at jeffreydeckman.com. Thanks again, Jeffrey. All right. Thank you. And until next time, remember... Do your part by doing your best.